0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Film Fund Podcast. I'm your host, founder and executive producer at the Film Fund, Thomas Verity. I'm also an award-winning filmmaker, producer, and film festival judge. We started the Film Fund to give filmmakers an easier alternative way to get their films funded. Instead of working on a screenplay, crowdfunding campaign, or grant application, you write one sentence pitching your film for a chance to receive up to $10,000 and other prizes to make it. At the time of this recording, we just closed our Spring 2022 Narrative and Documentary Funding Contest. Thank you to everyone who entered. And we're currently in the judging process. We actually just announced our most recent finalists. So uh, check your email to see the final winners. If you're listening, at this, if you're listening to this podcast at a later date, I want to remind you that we do host contests regularly. So if you are listening later, check the website at thefilmfund.co for the most up-to-date information to submit your pitch. You write one sentence for a chance to receive up to $10,000 to make your film. Today we have Miles... Pasholk. I should have asked him how to pronounce his last name before I record, but that's okay. That's good enough. Miles, did I say that right? Yeah, that's Yeah. Thanks so much. Miles is actually a multiple-time winner, however you say that. He's won two contests now. The kids split gift cards to make his projects. Super exciting. He, uh, he cracked the code, I guess, on how <laughs> to win the film fund. <laughs> we'll see if he, he can win any more. Uh, Miles, thanks so much for coming. Um, appreciate you making Thank you for work, having especially me. with the, the technical difficulties we ran into a few minutes ago, but, um, could you give us a, a brief intro about yourself?
1: Yeah. Um, my name is Miles Pashalk. Um, I've been, uh, into film my whole life. I have a day job and, uh, on the side, I try to write consistently, constantly, and as much, um, in variety as I can. Um, I typically work on two, three projects at a time, but hard to get any of them off the ground to actually on the screen because I'm always, uh, the detail is uh, more important than actually getting out there and filming things. Um, Mm. so other than that, I've been writing quite a bit my whole life and, uh, film is, uh, a big part of it. And, um, without film, uh, probably wouldn't have anything. (laughs) Wow. And, uh, besides all that, um, I mean, people like you brought uh, brought this opportunity up, which uh, just kind of gave me the uh, the encouragement, the uh, sort of uh, get up off my feet and uh, do something, which unbeknownst to me, I didn't know my ideas were that original, which I pride myself on thinking that they are and yeah. sure enough, uh, two of which got uh, acknowledged. And that That's much awesome more makes me even more encouraged to get out there and get something done.
0: Yeah. We, we, I'm so glad uh, you found us. I'm so glad you were able to get your projects um, submitted. And, you know, one thing it sucks about our industry and, you know, you always want to say like, you always want to have that, that inner confidence to just do it. Right. And people, you know, like you just do it and people motivation, all that, all that good stuff. But sometimes you do need a little bit of external validation, especially in our industry because it's just so competitive. So like when you do, you know win something It's like oh this this idea actually maybe has legs it it means it's just so cool it's so it's so awesome uh, like i've had that feeling before with film festivals and screenwriting contests and it's just like oh actually i'm a filmmaker like people actually do value what i'm doing and that's not to say if you don't win the film fund your ideas are crap you know it's it's very competitive right um, no. and you do you know objective too yeah. yeah and it's you know it's it is subjective at the end of the day it is a contest um so if you're listening to this and you're like, "Oh man, I wasn't picked. I should just give up." Don't do that. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, sometimes mm-hmm. you need a little validation, and it's it's cool to see that. Um, how did you find us, by the way?
1: Um, let's see, let's see. I've been uh, putting in uh, pictures every uh, for. Oh, shit. Sorry. Excuse me. Um... <laughs> no worries.
0: We can curse on this podcast. I just have to check a little box. That says it's explicit <laughs> oh, <okay>. or whatever. <laughs> All
1: right. I'll try not to. Um... I think I did a general Google search looking for uh, funding like grants mm-hmm. and things like that. And I think uh, the film fund, which, you know, not to say it's simple, it's catchy. It's right up and written with the forefront. There you, you look at it and go, Oh, exactly what I'm looking for. There you go. Clicked on it. So it's just a basic Google search. Cool.
0: That's awesome to hear. That and means uh, our, uh, our SEO and digital marketing is working. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Sweet. Um, and um, are good.
1: Yeah. Clicked on it. Then uh, I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah it's uh it was out of the norm it's not one of those things that i thought that i can click on and just go you know easy one two three steps and sure enough the kind of that's what mm-hmm. it was and uh that kind of sets you guys apart from the bulk of contests out there which i think is a good thing thank you and uh, it's accessible and it's just um uh, not to say that in my case it was uh you know beneficial but
0: it definitely is for anybody out there mm, for sure and uh what what is your day job that you mentioned we like to look at the whole person on this this podcast not just like silo them into oh he's a filmmaker um you know because i always get mm-hmm. so interesting seeing people's full stories
1: well i'm a uh i would you call it a desk jerk <laughs> okay you know i sit at a desk quite a bit um, um <clears throat> i work in the garage door okay. field um okay. um I would say the majority of my time though is spent in the office putting out invoices calling mm-hmm. customers getting quotes sending proposals uh doing payroll um pretty much like that but uh a good portion of the time though you know i'm out in the field assisting with the technicians um kind of a mundane work but it's definitely uh um, much needed mm-hmm. in the industry it's you know it's an important cool. work for people that is need uh it. is that your so i've been doing that yeah. for quite a few years uh wow. about 10 years and uh i wouldn't say it's my forte it's something yeah. i've been doing so i've made it uh made it easy just because i've been mm-hmm. i stuck at it i wouldn't say it's my yeah. uh, life no i feel you uh, my career choice but uh
0: yeah it is gotta what it pay is. the bills gotta make it happen and uh, you know mm-hmm. you you see this film i think spielberg is a truck driver for <laughs> before he wrote to James to- Cameron to was a truck during driver during the time i
1: think yeah yeah anybody can wow. be
0: anything they want to be that's crazy so yeah yeah we talk about film school a lot on this podcast and whether and we've had winners who've gone to film school winners who have not gone to film school uh i have not gone to film school not yet anyway i i keep saying i uh i've decided not to like if you listen to previous episodes like oh yeah i think i might go and i keep wavering but well i'm interested <laughs> anyway, too maybe. i mean i thought cool. of, i thought um
1: people who set up things like this typically are more in the industry than the others. So like they would have a background and then that's why they start this thing. Yeah. So
0: I, I was in, it actually started as a class project in college. I was doing, um, entrepreneurship track, a minor, and I had this, uh, there were, it was like two capstone courses for undergrad entrepreneurship. And the first course I did this, Thing called surgeon scope it was a way to find mm. surgeons and if you needed orthopedic surgery it would match you with a surgeon in a more personalized way than typically okay. the process was it was very medical kind of clinical um and it was mm. very dry very like boring so the professor came up to me after the course was over he gave me an a um and he goes you know tom you had a great project but for the next course like the second capstone course why don't you do something you're actually interested in <laughs> why don't you do something you're actually passionate about and I was like, okay, well, I love film, and at the time, um, I was an English major. The, I went to Lehigh. They have the film studies minor now, but mm. they don't have a film production program. Uh, they may have a documentary program that doesn't production, but it's they don't have like a film yeah. major really. Um, so I was just teaching myself screenwriting, uh, kind of on the side, and I wrote this short script, um, and it got into Holly Schwartz as a semifinalist or screenwriting contest. So I was super excited. Um and I was like, okay, I'm gonna try to make this thing. So I was submitting to grants, I was submitting to contests, I was writing proposals. And it was just it was long, time consuming and it with you know grant committees at at the school and I just it was such a pain, <laughs> you know, trying mm-hmm. to raise funding for a short film is not easy. Um so that same professor, he would also say to scratch your own itch, meaning when you're coming up with product or service ideas, like do something that you had experienced, you know, you could be your own customer, really. I mean, I can't with the film fund, but um, just something that's close to your heart and your interest. So I said, Okay, well, maybe I'll try to solve, or not solve, but make funding short films a little easier. I'll offer an alternative process. And I get started in that course, uh, I ended up staying an extra year at Lehigh to get my master's in entrepreneurship and product development, um, and fleshed out the film fund a little bit more in that program. Still was, you know, working on my own filmmaking career in tandem mm-hmm. with that i made that short film it's on a blackbeard and i've been writing um as well you know other projects future projects uh other short films i have one in post-production called the toms we actually just wrap mm-hmm. post-production which i'm super excited about so we're going to start submitting it so yeah uh i didn't go to film school um i have my <laughs> the the graduate degree is technically an engineering degree lehigh is a big engineering school so it was an entrepreneurship program but it's a master of oh my god i'm <laughs> I haven't had my coffee yet. Matt, mm-hmm. it's an MEng, Master of Engineering and Technical Entrepreneurship, which is a mouthful and a little confusing, but basically product development, digital marketing, um, teaches you how to build and scale companies, which is exactly what I'm doing with the film fund. Well, as um, I often
1: hear when people say that. you want to get into the industry, it's best to have something to fall back on. So you're one step up there. You got an actual, yeah. yeah.
0: Yes, yeah. <laughs> I um, you know, I I'm very involved with the film fund, doing the digital marketing. We we have you know, freelancers and part time people that we work with, but it's mostly me. I mean, you're, you're looking mm-hmm. at the guy who does most of the operations, but I am looking at bringing on um, we've had a, di- a digital uh, content producer in the past, you may have heard me talk about <laughs> him, Tom, on uh, maybe last year's podcasts, another time. Right, huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, so we I am looking at bringing on someone like that again, uh, pretty soon, just so I can focus more on my filmmaking career. But yeah, that's me. Um, kind of self taught. Um, I've for the time being ruled out film school, just cause it's so expensive mm-hmm. and time consuming. And I wouldn't really be able to do the film fund and the things I'm, I'm working on while in school. But, uh, yeah, that's my background. You know, I went to school, just started messing around with screenwriting software, got a little bit of traction and then created a company and here I am. <laughs>
1: oh, nice. Okay. Well, I mean, it's nice to know more about you. Uh, uh, I, yeah, I wanted to ask for you asking. though, um, as far as when you write screenplays, uh, The biggest Mm -hmm. thing that i have is finding the time and being consistent like for you know so many hours a day or at least one Mm -hmm. consistent hour uh how often do you actually Mm -hmm. i mean with what you're doing here you probably are limited on that but how often do you actually get the right being Mm -hmm. in the industry like doing this it's
0: tough i yeah it hasn't been much recently um i the last thing i wrote was the toms that short that short film i was i just Mm -hmm. mentioned Um, I've been trying to say every weekend I'm going to dedicate like at least an hour to writing. Um, I also have another writing project. I'm working on a book just about my entrepreneurship journey, um, and, you know, life and all of that kind of stuff. So I, (laughs) I, I cannot confidently say I write consistently, which is bad. Um, but I am trying to write something every weekend, whether it's, um, the book or working on the screenplay that doesn't always happen you know maybe it's every couple of weeks mm-hmm. but uh, that's part of the reason I want to bring on um another producer for the film fund to do a lot of digital marketing and, and content production so I can have more time during the week to say okay like today I'm gonna write and I can actually dedicate that time to doing mm-hmm. so instead of you know assigning social media posts and assigning blog topics and doing SEO um so yeah I I, I struggle with writing consistently it's tough
1: well, I'm sure we all can say the same <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah but you only have those uh you know few in the bunch that are just uh i'll say it they're mavericks you know they have the they have the time mm-hmm. just to get out there or even your you got your regular godards you don't need a script just go out there and film something so which yeah. i kind of wanted to do in the beginning of my career which i had done i didn't, mm-hmm. have, I didn't have anything and we just had a camera and uh, we went out just goofed mm-hmm. around we put some things together and I would say that, you know, so many odd years ago, we filmed a little something, and that uh, it just stuck with me, and that uh, that mm. uh, progressed over the years up until now, which uh, were well, up until the last year recently, that uh, I thought I had the greatest idea. And I'm running on that, I'm writing yeah. three, four different versions of it, I'm trying to write a short story, oh, well. which I submitted to the contest as well, um, and I'm also writing mm. a writing cool. a book version of the same thing
0: so just oh i love that like multi uh what do you call it like for the format. novelization
1: of the idea movie. of the movie yet yeah
0: sort of thing yeah but, uh, you got a lot of irons in the fire <laughs> like you know you if you don't want to watch the movie you can read the yeah. book i, I love that. One
1: on stick maybe um, this will.
0: exactly yeah uh that's so cool so it was one of those ideas one of the pitches that uh, won with the film funders. It, it was different?
1: one that uh it was actually one of the first few that i've submitted that was nominated but that didn't win
0: Okay. Um, gotcha, gotcha, but gotcha. the other
1: two, um, uh, that did, that did win, um, are in production, I would say they're slowly with oh, awesome. me having a day job. The other guys having day jobs, yeah. it's hard to get time to mm-hmm. get out there, but it's, yeah. it's coming, coming to terms to some extent. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I got more than, uh, to, uh, submit to you guys. I'm
0: just, uh, waiting for the, for yeah. the moment. <laughs> sure. What, uh, you got a lot on your plate. Um, Tell us a little bit about uh, your pitches, if you can. Uh, what are they about? Well,
1: what, hmm, I don't want to give too much out there. You,
0: you don't have to give. You can give as much away as you want. Uh, sometimes we read the actual pitches. Other times we keep them a secret out of respect for you and your ideas. Hmm. Um, you could tell us, you know, as much or as little as you want about them.
1: Okay. Um, well, I'll tell you about one that uh, I uh, – <clears throat> I believe i submitted, but I did win four, which is another one that I'm, Okay. well, no, nah, I might as well go into the one I did win because that's what people are listening. Um, <laughs> sure. Um, one of which is uh, I wanted to get into the mindset of just, um, what do you call it, just uh, spontaneity, to be spontaneous, to, uh, or um, however uh, James Joyce would call it spontaneous thought or stream of consciousness Mm -hmm. and uh i wanted to zero in on that on in the uh, environment of some a man of details so a detective so if you had the stream of consciousness brought into that environment for a man who's looking for details you got confusion chaos all of that just bombarding him so you got a man in a world of confusion who's focused on details and the details themselves Hmm. are little atoms. that don't match up to something. They don't make something. So you got a guy trying to figure out what it is. It's a detective. And throughout the process of trying to figure out a, um, you know, a miscellaneous case or a crime or whatever petty crimes going on, his world just kind of assimilates into the confusion of the case. So I don't hmm. I'm trying to make it too complicated, but it's um, sure. I always like detective fiction. You know, I'm a big fan mm. of Film Noir. Um okay. Neo Noirs. Um and I thought about uh taking something like the idea of James Joyce's Ulysses and bring that into like a just tiny environment with a detective and seeing mm. what happens, basically. Yeah. And I have little I ideas and tidbits and things to put in there. Like one idea would be each time he shows up to a case or, a, or, a, or, a, or what do you call it, a crime scene, he'd uh, he'd arrive in some means of transportation, either a bicycle or a car or a canoe. And each time, upon leaving the the scene, you know there'd be some sort of chaos among the little two five five-minute scene. He'd go and try to find his bike or his his canoe or whatever, and it'd be gone. So and then he had to find some new means to get out. So he either hailed a cab, he bummed a ride, or he uh, he took some little girl's bicycle or something or other, <laughs> which would then carry on to the next scene where he arrived in the same means and it'd be continued and continued. I just gotcha. one of those little, let's throw something, little slapstick yeah, here and there. A little gag. I love yeah. that.
0: I just have a, such a, like, and that, that makes him a really three dimensional character too, because he's not, I mean, you're, you're he's, Presumably the good guy, right? But then he's mm. stealing a little girl's bicycle. <laughs> yeah. And I just—I <laughs> I, like I I had the thought that detective. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I had the thought such that a comical that, uh, image. He's uh, each case was the uh, the outset or the offset to something bigger. And if you mm. would need to take uh, either bum a ride or steal the girl's bicycle, it'd be you know police procedure. I need the I need this right away. And it's like right, it right. would be allowed. But despite him right, being right, a good right, guy, right. it uh although the film of the film then progresses to where you don't really quite know who he is. You know. Okay, he, there's a there's a uh, a one eighty done near mm-hmm. like the last one third of the film. And uh it completely goes off the rails and then it spins back around near the end and you kinda get some closure and then you get the biggest question in the beginning of the film answered in the last ten seconds of the movie, and it's mm-hmm. all just kinda guess the whole thing was is it is it does it what is there what did it go one way or did it go the other? Is this all a film? Mm -hmm. Is it all a dream? Is it all a thought? Is it all a case? Is it all nothing? Mm -hmm. And that's what it comes to. Hmm. I
0: don't know if I made it more confusing than describing it. Yeah. No, it's okay. We won't read your one sentence pitch, uh, out of respect for you and the project, but I cannot wait to to get more updates on this and uh and watch it and then we can finally release that sentence once we here on the website. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. And the reason why is
1: because I hear all these horror stories of uh, guys that have ideas. And then, you know, in the next like two months after they come mm. up with the idea, they see their movie on screen made by some other guy.
0: Yeah, you never know. And, it's, uh, it's tough. Especially the industry if you have something vast. really, really unique. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you can product it. And, and that's what we want to do. So that's why we have a policy in place. Um, definitely respect that. Now, in terms of uh, highlights about your work, you always try to like inject a little bit of comedy into it. Uh lately
1: I have um before I would say the last maybe like 3 years ago I was pretty much straight to the to the drama to the horror mm-hmm. to the melodrama melancholy all of that. Lately since you know the birth of my daughter I wanted to, wanting to humor things up mm-hmm. put a little dash of something in there to make it seem you know I like black comedies. So yeah, too. if uh, if something, something to the uh, the majority of the film is very dark, at least there's a little bit of splash of something you can laugh at. Yeah, that won't make it completely depressing. Yeah,
0: you got to have that. Oh, my God, what do they call it? Man, I really need that coffee today. That's a theme, too. If you listen to these podcasts, I always say, oh, I haven't had my coffee yet. <laughs> and I, ever since I moved, my, I, I dropped my coffee maker. I had a pour over coffee pot and it shattered. So and so, I, I work out of a WeWork. I saw you rely on their coffee. Anyway, we're going off a tangent about coffee. Um, yeah. Uh, what do <laughs> hey, they I call need it? more actually. comic relief. That's the, the right. term. You gotta have comic relief in there. I mean, Shakespeare had it. Everybody, everybody had it. Um, you know, Rose and Guildenstern were in, mm. oh, I forget what play. That Tom is. Stoppard. Yeah. Well, that's the, 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 well, yeah, that yeah, he, he did. did yeah. 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 But, um, right. you know, he, he had it. Shakespeare had Rose and Guildenstern in that original work, whatever right. it was as comic relief. Um, was it mm-hmm. was it Macbeth? not Macbeth. um hamlet i think it was hamlet hamlet yeah 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 yeah. Um, yeah you gotta have that i think you have to have that in there because i mean i mean it it you don't always need it like i'm thinking of requiem for a dream that movie's dark and it has nothing i don't think there's out. well i can't if you got dark humor yeah there's you know yeah. sense of humor yeah 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 there's some in there but it
1: just like you think about the part with the the author in the prison cell selby uh, herbert and selby jr oh true uh, marlon Lands is uh, mixing up the ghoul mm-hmm. you know i, that, I laughed at yeah. that because i know who that was right and it's like you know but it's all like uh like nuance mm-hmm. or, or uh, you know inside joke humor sometimes that
0: you know pays off to some people exactly. the other people
1: won't get it at all and they'll just be the
0: <laughs> the exactly yeah exactly little uh, mm-hmm. easter eggs in there for some of the audience members right you might know a little easter. something more um that's awesome though. So you mentioned Ulysses, you mentioned, uh, some literature is, do you typically draw inspiration from authors and, and things, other, other media that's had an effect on you?
1: Um, yes, I have before. I mean, I read, uh, Dr. Zhivago when I was younger and, um, for like a good period of like three months, I was, uh, I just had the mindset that I was a Russian (laughs) and I wanted, I wanted to know how you, how you write that Russian Mm. tongue, uh, the, uh, the flow of a sentence in a Russian context. Mm. And I mean, it's beautiful book. And when I read that, it's like, you know, like people say often, you know, you read it and you get trapped inside of it and you just, you live it, you Mm. live that world. So, and I've done that quite a bit with books. I've read, um, like lately I'm reading, um, James Dickey's Deliverance. Oh, that
0: is an amazing movie book. Was I read based on. in college for a horror film course. Actually, he was the the poet laureate <laughs> one year. It's a yeah. beautiful, beautifully written book. Which you know, if you don't know about it, mm. you just Deliverance, like squeal like a pig. Like how could that be beautiful? Um, but oh, I yeah, love right. that book. I'm so glad you're reading that. Have you seen the movie before? Have you seen the movie before? Uh, okay.
1: Countless times. I've been wanting to see it more yeah. again lately because it's just, uh, yeah.
0: Oh my God, there's film. so. I'm thinking back to like our discussions in in that class, and like, there's just so, there's so much symbolism in that book. Like when he's, I don't want to spoil anything for you, mm. but he, there's this one scene where he's climbing, like the side of the mountain or the the terrain, and it's just like the way it's written. It's like he's having sex with the, the, you know, the ground or the nature, and it's man versus nature and you know, which is going to prevail. and It's man trying to conquer, you know, nature and the natural order of things. Oh my God. I love that book. (laughs) I've been into reading a lot more (laughs) lately. Like I just, I picked up, um, it by Stephen King. It is massive. It's over a thousand pages, like 1065. I'm in, I'm like 200 in, um, yeah, literature is great. Like a lot of people, I think in film, I feel like a lot of people don't, have an appreciation for literature, or at least maybe like the casual moviegoers. Like, oh, like movies are awesome. I love movies, but mm. it all starts with a written word. It all starts with that. I mean, unless like you said, you're doing the the French New World <coughs> thing and you're just going out with the camera and shooting, but still you, you have to have some semblance, <laughs> some idea of what you're shooting. And that's some thought. I'm sure he wrote some stuff down. <laughs> I'm just, you know, I don't yeah. know. Um,
1: well, every medium is medium is yeah. kind of interlinked. So, I mean, the storytelling is the same mm-hmm. either way you look at it. It's all based on your 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 ability to imagine. So, same thing with a book. Same thing with the you know ambiguity mm-hmm. of a movie. You know, if you think it into it, the uh, critical thinking or whatever critical thinking the the uh, able to uh, traverse the uh, sentence or the images on screen to come to some mm-hmm. conclusion on your own based on your opinion of well. Did she marry him, or did she uh, right. leave him for that reason? Same thing with all the books. It's, yeah. you know, they're all interlinked, and the more appreciation they have for the one, exactly, it reinforces exactly, the exactly,
0: other. and I think the more types of mediums you can familiarize yourself with will give you more of a language with which to discuss the mediums. To like, if you are used to reading literature, mm-hmm. that's going to inform your sense of how you process just art in general. I think, um, you know, and, and when you're looking at, especially if you're reading a book and then you're seeing the adaptation to the screen, I think that's super, it's just super interesting too to see how these people interpret things. It's like, oh, like that's a completely oh, yeah. different mental picture than I had in mind, or maybe it's very, very similar. Uh, so that's always super cool. Um, I can, uh, I can say I've done that.
1: When the people say the book is better than me. Mm-hmm. they always like to say that. Uh, I could say only mist? one time it's mine. I've read a book. <laughs> No, no. Uh, well, I did enjoy the ending uh. to that movie. I haven't read the book, um, or at least Frank Darabont's right. version of it. I don't know how the original book ended, but um, uh, what I can say is though I've read the book before I saw the movie only one time. Okay, and that was Fight Club. And I could say that after reading the book first, then watching the movie. Yeah, that's what I say with the myth.
0: I like the because because the Stephen King has actually said that if he i'm paraphrasing and maybe misquoting but something like this uh stephen king said that he wished he thought of that ending that frank darabont put in his movie because it's just it is so powerful i don't want to spoil it because it's just when you watch it it's like holy Mm. shit! like oh my god this is crazy um Mm -hmm. and it's just so emotionally jarring um the book Oh yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil the ending of the book either. The the book is emotionally jarring too, but just not to the degree of uh, the ending of the movie. And like actually seeing it happen, like visually, just compounds that effect right. too. Um, but that's my when I when I jumped on mm-hmm. sentence There I was like, oh, is it the Miz? That's my one example I use of uh, <laughs> the movie version being better than the book. I haven't read Fight Club though, so maybe I'll I'll pick that up after I'm done it. Whenever the hell I finish that, maybe by the end of the yeah it's I'm a much hoping, shorter I, um, read i, can tell you I go to tell beach sometimes <laughs> in the summer and i do a lot of reading there so i'm hoping like i make some progress with it i've also speaking of being consistent with things changed up my morning routine a little bit and i'm trying to get up and read for an hour each morning before i do anything um before work you know just way to you know look forward to getting up and starting the day mm-hmm. um so maybe i'll finish it sooner than than i would have otherwise
1: <clears throat> well i'm the opposite i try to okay. at least get an hour reading too. before i go to bed what are you reading think, right now anything so, interesting uh, yeah so
0: oh, deliverance, uh, right.
1: outside of deliverance i'm also reading um i'm also reading uh i, I have a habit of you, reading like two three books at a time you know i could yeah. uh not to say that i retain it or i can i, I to retain most of it but it's um that mm. uh, I, I read enough all the time. Um, I'm reading um, <clears throat> okay. The Ruined Map by uh, Murakami. Uh, I'm sorry. No, not Murakami. Uh, he worked with uh, mm-hmm. okay. he wrote The Woman in the Dunes. Um, uh, Hiroshi Tashikahara, gotcha. a direct, uh, Japanese director. He worked with him a lot. Uh, darn, I forget <laughs> his <dad laughs> name. That's right over there on my nightstand um and also reading some norman mailer and um i'm also reading oh, okay. uh stephen king's on writing
0: what is that one about
1: which uh i'm almost done with that which is, is that it's just uh okay. it's more of a um an essay on his his huh. um, his ability to write how he writes what he does what he does when he writes how he prepares to write okay. and his because he was an english teacher and uh he goes into basically mm-hmm. His methodology on writing, and the do's and don'ts. What he likes, what he prefers. Authors that he says made it did it right, and other other authors that he Hacks. says they're just <laughs> um, they're shills. Yeah, pretty much. And he goes, although they're best selling authors, yeah, they do huh. they do the bare minimum. So he has he has he has uh, how would you say things to say about his ways of doing it and. Yeah. Also, he gives you a crash course on you know grammar and things like that, and how to make a perfect sentence. If, uh, if there's too much filler, don't be uh, don't be discouraged to cut it in half, reword yeah. it. You don't need a long sentence to say one Either that or it's, it's, it's like, really I was insightful. The next book. And um, um,
0: cause I I love. I mean, I haven't read a ton of Stephen King, but from what I have so far, I just I really like him as an author. Hmm.
1: I've been tempted to read it, but uh, I mean, yeah, I went through reading very long books and uh, I don't want to, I mean, although I've mm-hmm. seen the movie, I've seen part one and then I've seen the original with Tim Curry yeah. and it's, see, like, I'm waiting I on, I haven't seen the either book. movie. I know there's a lot
0: more um, in it. Uh, it's just... So I want to wait until I finish the book to, to delve into that world and see how they had adapted it I've heard they're pretty good. Mm. Um, but yeah, part of the reason I got it was because I was in the bookstore. It was between that and Mr. Mercedes. And the guy in the bookstore goes, oh, yeah, everybody. I think I probably said, like, oh, my God, this book's huge. And he goes, yeah, everybody always comes in and says, why is this book so big? Oh, my God. And I was like, well, that's a challenge. I need to <laughs> I need to read this now. Um, but that's awesome. I just, I'm nerding out on books again. There was a time where I wasn't reading a lot. And you know, I was an English major. And so, like, we would read, like, you know, 10 books or so a semester, maybe more sometimes, depending on what the course load was. and i just got dumped out i was like oh i don't want to read anymore but falling in love with reading again which i think is just going to help me as a storyteller and a writer i'm sure it's helped you too. Mm-hmm. yes but uh mm-hmm. i mean
1: i used to read when i was so much when i was younger mm-hmm. but uh you know equal part i watch a lot of films um just last night i was watching uh okay stormy monday it's a uh, neo-noir from the eighties. Oh yeah. Sean Bean, Tommy Lee Jones, sting. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I try and watch as many films as yeah. I can. Oftentimes though, I sure. watch half of it cause it's too late at night. I don't start a movie mm-hmm. until too late. And then I watch half of it and I watch the rest the next night. Um, but yeah, you can understand, you don't need, I mean, I mean, that's what I don't need said. film school. If you know, quote, it I didn't go to film school. I went and, to film uh, so. if you. Said, said. Right. <laughs> right yeah and uh and there's so many out there you got uh each genre you get uh different uh yeah. ethnicity the right great got, uh um,
0: not that we uh, have a Japanese sponsor cinema america um, at least yeah, the I mean... podcast. but i love the criterion collection for that i just watched uh seven samurai recently and it was long it was mm-hmm. like four hours or something crazy but it was so good nice. uh, i think what, Kira kurosawa oh my god just like yeah it reminds me of it because, which is funny, but, you know, completely different genres. But it reminds me of it because he spends <laughs> so much time in the first chunk of that movie, just doing character development and setting up the characters and the story and the exposition of everything. And that's exactly what it is. I mean, I'm only you know twenty percent in through in through it, but we're learning about these characters and really not too mm-hmm. much has happened yet. But he's taking his time and he's really setting the stage. And it's teaching me a lot about pacing. Um, you know, everyone, I hate, I hate TikTok. People have told them, oh, you have to be on TikTok, especially as a, mm. as a business owner. Like, oh, you need to be on TikTok. It's like, well, I hate TikTok. And a lot of my customer, we call it a customer segment, I I call it a target audience, um, they hate TikTok too. Like filmmakers don't really, I mean, I'm sure there are film channels on TikTok and I'm sure there's an audience out there who uses tiktok you know and they have millions of views and they're cool camera things but i don't know mm-hmm. i i like long form better and that's which is ironic because uh <laughs> the film funds all about short films but um anyway i i
1: just <laughs> yeah. well just like warhol said everybody will have their 15 minutes mm-hmm. so tiktok is just that venue that's given that truth you know, and yeah, I don't, you know, outside of TikTok, I don't think yeah. anyone else would get their 15 minutes unless they try to get yeah, on I'm the sure there's great content on there, you know, but Other so much not, of it TikTok's is just, the venue for that, you know.
0: So, people dancing, <laughs> mm-hmm. attractive people dancing, I'll just call it that. Um, oh, yeah, anyway, back to film, we're right? About pacing. Um, you were saying True. your projects are currently in production.
1: yeah um i would say that uh, mm-hmm. uh <laughs> to some degree they are i mean i have uh my main actor uh mm-hmm. waiting on uh, waiting on him uh you know he's got a full-time job so and uh oh, cool. and uh, i've also maybe have probably recruited a couple more people to uh as extras so and uh but i would say oh, yeah. the scripts the the idea is almost fully formed and mm-hmm. uh, all the little, you know, tidbit uh, mm-hmm. comic, comic reliefs bits, all that stuff is kind of put together. Mm-hmm. So we have a full scope going into it what we're going to do. And um, the, uh, although the other idea, I mean, I, I did win twice. Uh, the other idea just mm-hmm. wouldn't say it's on the back burner, but I mean, I do think about it occasionally and I have, I just, you know, I have this, Oh, Lately, so cool. I have this habit of just I that uh, email texting myself time. to my email, little notes, self, self-tech self notes. I did that with email. <laughs> and uh, I've been doing it since last year. And I've just been, um, you know, it, it strays from, oh, I remember, I'm going to add that to that film. So I just send a little text to myself. And then it just continues. And then months go by. And it's like, you know, <laughs> for some utter reason, like, you know, one in the morning, I wrote a poem, send myself. Mm-hmm. And then the following day, it's like it's an angry rant about something I saw on TV, <laughs> and then it continues. And then a month goes by. It's like, oh yeah, I'm going to add that to that movie. And I said it to myself, and so I have to, I have to fling through all the texts and find mm. that one day of that month and say, oh, all right, yeah, okay, I am going to take that out, put that here. That's a that's a part of that project. Um, but besides the two that I did win, mm. I'm also working on the one that I had said that I was nominated cool. for before. Uh, that one has mm. actually got a lot more going for it as far as you know the work I put into it, I would say. And, um, yeah, got a lot on um, I'm trying to get those done as soon as I can,
0: sure. And, so, uh, yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Well, I can't imagine, uh, I'd be like, with the wait, exception of a day job, which before. is demanding, um, lately. Yeah, it's it's, it's so. a tough like I remember trying to <laughs> yeah work on the film fund when I had my day job, I, I worked at a a video agency marketing agency. I don't even know what to call it. They try to do everything. Um, it's just so much, you know, you gotta, you gotta find time and sometimes you just get burned out. That's part of the the book I'm writing. Um, and it just, we're going all over the place with this conversation. We were talking mm-hmm. about film school earlier. I know you did not go to film school. Um, have you taken any kind of film courses or are you completely self-taught?
1: Uh, let's see. I, I don't recall when I was younger. I don't think I, Mm -hmm. did anything like that um i mean i took creative writing in school um what'd you go to school for uh well i mean college it was uh yeah i only went for like a few months um okay you know paying my own way uh couldn't do it It it's a full-time job so stuck with the job um Mm -hmm. but i went for uh journalism a little bit okay and uh then uh photography and um let's see that's basically i was i was going to get into more but it was so early on had the full-time job didn't have enough time to yeah. think about what my major would can only be do or, so much yeah mm-hmm. and uh but then you know all throughout that period just watching movies um mm. which is my film school so and uh you know i can't say that i've watched some epics you know i've, I've gone to the extent of watching uh, one of my favorite films that i've seen quite a few times is um Hard to Be a God, if you heard of that one. Uh It's it's a Russian film. Um, The director had finished it like 15 odd years ago, but it died. And then his uh, wife and son took all the footage and finally compiled it into the completed piece. And they released it maybe like five years ago or so. I don't know. It's called Hard to Be a God, and it's like a five hour film. Oh, wow. I've watched that four times because it is Holy so crap. engrossing. and yeah, uh I write that one down. If the uh, Stratagotsky's, Boris Stratagotsky, if I'm pronouncing that wrong, maybe, it's based on a book that he wrote, but it's black and white, drenched in rain, mud, feces, vomit. It's uh, medieval times. It's a sci-fi fic, uh, pl- uh, flick. And uh, that taught me when I watched it the power of just roaming Hmm. when you have a camera you have actors and you roam the power of when you got the scenery i mean they built sets but a lot of it just looks you know we showed up and it was already there Mm -hmm. uh you know natural and uh the power of just roaming yeah it almost seems as if they were improvising a lot of it Mm -hmm. and i'm sure maybe they were to uh, to a degree but there was a script and uh just fixating on one thing. And it's 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 like the uh, the quintessence of stream of consciousness, hmm. but in a sci-fi flick based in the medieval
0: times. That sounds so interesting.
1: And before the Dark Ages. And what's the title in again? The Dark Ages. It's called Hard to Be a Hard God. Hard to
0: Be a God. Definitely going to check that one out. Yes. How do you find um, oh, it... your films generally? Um,
1: Well, a lot of it, it's like a uh, hopscotch, you know, you know of one person and, then um, you, you, you watch their filmography and, um, then you just like, uh, let's say genres, it's a film noir. So back when I was much younger, I had this little book. It's just like the history of film noirs with all oh, the cool. films. And I would go about, cause I used to, I lived at home with my oh. folks and, uh, I had uh, Turner classic movies. Um, I'd watch film noirs constantly. Mm-hmm. And so I'd mark off in the book, each one I'd watch. And from there on, it's like, oh, that director did something other right. than film noirs, so that I watched his other stuff. And then, oh, you know, I liked that actor Ed Bigley Jr. What, what he, was he into? And then, um, uh, you know, mm-hmm. from there on, I just, then the criterion came about. So yeah. I, I understand when you're going with there, uh, they put mm-hmm. out so much good stuff and things you would never have heard of. I mean, Bergman, uh, Fellini. I love Eight and a oh, Half. Yeah, I watched that quite often when I was younger. And um, uh, when they do when they do Japanese cinema, it's uh, like House or
0: Houseu. I have that on my list. I haven't watch watched that it yet, one though.
1: It is bonkers. It was, it was so good. Um, and then in Teshigahara, they did the set and uh, Woman in the Dunes is just so. Wow. Oh, it's uh it's ambiguous you know you don't quite know it's like why would a man act this way why would he just get out why would he just try and figure it's you know, these mm-hmm. are things to look into and criterion is a good way to start and uh also uh what do you call it um i was on this uh, oh, yeah. or great. something i think it's called oh, yeah. yeah i've seen a lot of recommendations cool. on there but uh oh no i mean i have my own mm-hmm. collection uh films and um it's just Oh, and another film I would watch. Well, The one film I've watched in a row three times was Midnight okay. Cowboy. And that was the film that i have watched mm-hmm. when I was really young. I, my, my grandmother suggested I watch Midnight Express. She goes, oh, it's a good, it's a good film. And then I, 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 I thought she said Midnight Cowboy because I right, saw it right. in the same wherever I got it. And Is I that the one with that. Travolta? All right. She wanted me to watch this. No,
0: that's urban. That's urban cowboy. Cowboy. Uh John...
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Midnight Cowboys. uh right, John right. Voight and Dustin Hoffman. Right. It's yeah. Oh, uh, Joe, mm. Joe Buck goes to New York as a male uh, male prostitute. A little different but, than um... urban cowboy. <laughs> oh, and I watched that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Much better, I would say. Um, so I watched that twice wow. in one night and the following night i watched it again and that just revitalized my idea of what film could be and i found the book i found it was based on a book i got the book read the book then i watched the movie again and it's like yeah That's awesome i want to be a film director i want and to be how old movies. were you when you
0: when you uh watched that mm-hmm. and read the book
1: oh i was probably okay 13 14 so was still formative yeah <laughs> i mean i was yeah, I was watching, I was watching yeah. uh, things really out there when I was younger, and um, things of which you know, it's like, mm-hmm. like I watched Seven Samurai. When I was really young. Um, that just, but you know, growing up, my favorite films when I was really young, mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. Steven Seagal, mm-hmm. uh, Commando, Predator. <laughs> you yeah. know, I love that's what I grew up on, and then as soon as I got into that, I broke that that barrier and mm-hmm. got into the more obscure stuff and the more. Mainstream, art house, whatnot—that just mm,
0: I love that. carried me the rest of the so way. So, you consume a lot of media. Um, it seems—is that something you would give as advice to our community of filmmakers? Just consume every like a lot of stuff. No, uh,
1: no, no, definitely not. I would say, um, mm. I mean, it's it, it doesn't hurt, but sometimes it does. If you consume is more, if, if you consume too much. It's just, you get engrossed in it and, well, my problem is it's personal. It's like, it's, mm-hmm. if I watch too much, I don't have enough time to write. If I watch too much, it just, yeah, you know, muddles the brain. It's like, how can I, you know, oh, I like that movie, but I yeah. also like that movie. Let's just blend genres. Like, I mean, you can, it's possible, but if you just continue and continue, it's just, it muddles the brain and, you know, you got to have mm-hmm. some of your own original imagination, At times, too. I'm not saying that, oh, I love films, so I went into films, so all I can do is remakes. You know, I got an industry contract and I make the greatest remakes ever. It's like you're a hack. You know, I understand the need to at some point, you know, films that were under the radar that didn't make box office uh, records, you know, those are worthy of remakes, but you know, you can't remake everything. Um, But, you know, to each his own, really, if you can. Withstand watching as many films as you can and then still have the time to the. Or if you don't Uh write and just like movies, just go and watch movies. But I would say.
0: I think that's good advice. You know, you hear a lot, oh, watch as much as you can. But practically, if you watch as much as you can, you're right. You don't have any time to create anything of your own or what you do create is going to be too confusing. But then
1: you got people like. Right, but then you got people like Tarantino, who before making films, Mm -hmm. all he did was watch films. If you have a period in your life where you can do that, go for it. I mean, if you work in a video store, that that was his man's, that man's heaven. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, there are times that you can, and times that you buckle down if that's what you want to do, and you know, give it a pause and you know, think. You know, is this my imagination or is this uh, mirrored the amb- exactly. imagination exactly. of the films i just, just watched? Hating. You know, do I have yeah. any original advice? Any other voice? advice you'd give out there? Um, I would say always write. Um, if it's... Mm. I mean, it helped for me a little bit with my self-text note, uh, notes to just write. To just find the, uh, you know, find that window to whatever time of night it is. And then you just... Oh, I had an idea. And you start texting, you start, or you start writing. And then once you start okay. writing, you know, it's like, uh, you know, much like a car, it's like when you get into that gear and you can just go and it's like you, you caught, you caught the breeze, you know, you got it. Mm-hmm. And that's the greatest thing when you can do that. And you don't think about, well, I got to get to bed or I got to get there. It's, you're going to continue writing until you're done. And mm-hmm. You know, even Stephen King said it in his book that I read. is always right. At least write something. I mean, it's not the same as thinking. Oh, think about what you're mm-hmm. going to write. Actually put it down on paper. Because when yeah. it's done on paper, God forbid, you forget the idea and you think of something else. And you start writing something. You go, oh, I remember I had that idea last week. What was it again? At least get it mm-hmm. on paper. Go back. Curry comb.
0: Yep. Just write. And it can be terrible. You could, Like, you can write something. That's why they call them rough drafts. Like, mm. just get it out there and then revise it. They say writing is rewriting. That was always a big thing we mm. learned in our creative writing courses. Um, you know, writing is, re- and I think it was, was it Hemingway? Write, wrote drunk, edited sober. Yeah. Not advocating alcoholism. Or Hunter S. Thompson, um,
1: but I think he was always yeah. drunk. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I love Hunter S. Thompson's work, though. He's a he's a great story called the, the Kentucky Derby is decadent and depraved and <laughs> is a is a, a fan of Hunter S. Thompson out there. Check that one out. Um, anything else? We're going to do a plug uh, question here. Miles, what are you already said this in the beginning of the episode, but um, what are some of your favorite things about the film fund? Uh,
1: well, actually, I would say it's more of the uh, accessibility, the fact okay. that uh, it was so easy to find. And uh, just the way you navigate your site is just so accessible. It's easy. It's easy to get things, um, and plus it's uh, simple. If you if you got a pitch, and you meet your requirements, uh, how your sentence pitch, and it just it works if you can uh, make those all come together. Uh, but one question I had about that though, which sure. is, uh, um, I know it's all about what do you got? Put it in here. We'll judge it. But is there an, I, is there, um, besides just a good pitch, mm-hmm. what are you looking for in people's ideas?
0: Yeah. So that's a great question. I mean, you and want,
1: I mean, I know it's like variety or genre is mm-hmm. all, it don't matter, but it's right. like, is it the originality of the pitch or is it just, do you, you um, you meet the standards of the sentence pitch? What we what really
0: when it comes down to when we have to make these tough decisions and judging the thing we really look for the most is okay, what, what is the conflict in this story? And what are the stakes in this pitch? Hmm. So if you have a, what we call a really compelling premise is, you know, okay, what, what is this conflict? How unique is it? How creative is it? How original is it? We want original stuff. Um, And how how compelling is it? Meaning how strong is that sense of conflict? Um, what are the stakes of this story? What is there um, to lose? If, if this happens this way, or if that happens this way. Um, so we're really looking for that's how I was taught as a writer in my creative writing program. Um, you know, stakes and conflict are really, really what drive a story forward. So that's what we look for. And I can okay. send you uh, there's a if you want to send me an email, and this is on our, our uh, our blog and our recent, not our blog, our, our learn page, we rebranded it to mm. learn. Uh, there are a few posts on like how to get funding from the film fund or I forget what they're called. It's like how, how winner Don Finelli he did Sunday dinner, how his pitch is really an amazing example of what we're looking for because it gets conflict across in such a succinct way using such powerful words and descriptions that um, that's a, an example I like to point to. So in the show notes of this episode, we'll actually post those, those resources on what we look for and how to make your pitch stronger. But yeah, I would say, oh, okay. Shortly or uh, concisely stakes some conflict, which sounds like some kind of restaurant, <laughs> but
1: no, that that's helpful. I mean, yeah. If you could put all that in one sentence, I mean, it's not hard, but if you can put all that in one sentence, yeah, mm-hmm. you can sum it
0: all up. Yep. Sweet miles. Uh, yeah. I know you got a lot on your plate. My, my last question is, as, as always for all of our guests is what's next for you?
1: Um, Completing the script. It's uh it's uh it's in a pretty good stage on the draft and completing it. And um from there I find um uh other other contests Mm -hmm. which um you know, people talk about blacklist, or I think it's blacklist where you know, whether it's a scam or not, whether the people are legitimate can't or can't coverage. You Mm -hmm. did? Okay all right so things like that i want uh you know then i'm starting to reconsider it even as i'm talking to you I like just finish the script and go out and film it i think i just this is a feature script you're talking about yes it's one of the first ideas i submitted that i was nominated for you know i've actually acquired recently a uh uh, full-size anatomical university skeleton for the film that's so cool so i got i got props I got some people uh, on board, possibly, and I think what we're going to do first, we're going to do a uh, Kickstarter trailer promo, get that up on Kickstarter and make the film, see what further funding we can get through that or maybe go fund me. I'm not sure, but we're going to make a trailer, get that up and
0: make the film. Love it. Super exciting. That's what's next. Miles, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. Uh, Do you have social media channels we can check you out on?
1: I do not. Uh, I'm, the, I'm okay. not really much. No worries. We'll guy. post it
0: on our social media. We are on Instagram at the Film Fund, uh, Facebook at Film Fund Co, Twitter, Simply Film Fund, and we're on LinkedIn, uh, the Film Fund. So I want to remind everyone that we're in the judging period right now for our most recent contest, but we will be opening again for entries soon. So check out that website at thefilmfund.co for the most up-to-date information. Uh, sign up for our email newsletter to check out our prizes and up-to-date sponsors for prizes. Um, and check out our blog get blogged at filmfund.co. It's more focused on news happening with the Film Fund, our sister company, FF Branded, and everything great in the industry. Check out our Learn page for filmmaking and producing tips. And follow us on social to keep up to date. We have an ebook on our resources page as well. Check that out. Uh, the Ultimate Guide to Pre-Production. So if you have no idea how to write a script or budget a script or hire a casting crew or schedule or do anything. It all comes down to pre-production. That's that's how you get things moving. Check that out. Um, I'm running through this outro because we have a couple minutes left before our time limit. Miles, I want to thank you again. Is there anything else you'd like to add?
1: Uh, Just besides the glare, I don't know if you can't see, but uh, Fu Manchu for mayor. (laughs) It's uh, Christopher Lee as Fu Manchu. Uh, Oh man. Oh, you can see.
0: There you go. There you go. That's amazing.
1: That's (laughs) about it. But thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I'll
0: talk to you soon. Thanks, everybody.